Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we have a topic, a question that um, as a pastor, as a Christian, um, not easy stuff. It's not, man. And, and I've been challenged with this on multiple levels. Yeah, and 10 years ago, we would never dream that we would ever even have to have this topic be in our face. Right. But we're here today. We're here. Should Christians use woke pronouns? We, uh, I was a little nervous when you brought this topic <laughs> up, but I know it was brought to you. Yep. And uh, I'm I'm giving you a point number one right up front for for tackling it. Okay, but I'll we have it. to. We yeah. have to let your yay be yay, your nay be nay. We have to be true to the word of God. But the main crux of the lesson, you get another point on. I'm telling you, dude, because the position is already laid out for us in the word of God. Right. Most of the the podcast is going to be on our disposition. And the Holy Spirit already told us where to stand. Right. And this podcast will be the Holy Spirit telling us how to stand. Right. Yeah. And do I get a point for that? I'm going to give you a point. <laughs> I'm going to give you a point because I, I am uh, all right in the flesh. And, and I'm just going to be honest here, as as always, right? Like, like, like I'm saying uh, it like that. it doesn't I'm happen. I'm used to that, John. <laughs> I like it. Right. In my mind, when I see a guy wanting to be called a girl or a girl wanting to be called a guy, and there are no other genders, it's, 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 those are the only two. When I see that in my insides immediately, and even on a... Even listen, even if I wasn't saved, I I don't know that I'd be any different in this aspect. I would be like, what what in the world are you thinking? That is completely wrong. A guy's a guy, a girl's a girl, and you can't be what you're not. And and even science, let's let's, let's be honest. Even science says you can't be what you're not. And in respects that, if you died and your bones were found laying out in the middle of the field, they would run. A DNA, DNA test, test, and they would tell if it was male, female, uh, and the approximate age mm -hmm. and bone density, weight. Every, I mean, like they would get this massive amount of data, and nowhere in that data would a man be thought to be a girl or a girl thought to be a guy in the DNA data. So we start science. off science. We start off from the biblical, historic, and scientific position. Mm -hmm. God made both male and, and female. female. The right. scriptures don't find the other 71 genders that have appeared here in recent days. The Christ in me who, who encounters people in that camp, the woke camp, uh, sexually, all that stuff, right. the Christ in me cares deeply about them. I don't want to hurt them, mm -hmm. I want, but I do want to help them. And just walking away from it. And by the way, dis helping. disagreeing with them is not hurting them. It is our right to disagree with them, just like it is their right to disagree with us. But because we're not going with the woke society, we're full of hate. Forget the fact that they're hating Christians. Well, they can label us as hate mongers. Right. But in everyday life, because I have some people very close to me in that camp. Right. And they know that I do not hate them, mm -hmm. but they also clearly know that I don't agree with them. Right. 
And so it's, it's, I just have to really lean on the Lord for wisdom, what to say, how to say it. And when. And when, (laughs) yes. And so. Because we don't have to jump in every fight. No, no, I I don't want to fight. I want to stand. Right. Right. And if, if it's a fight, I don't want it to, I don't want to initiate it. And I don't even really want to finish it. No, I do. So I, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> you want them to know where you stand. I don't know? want to initiate it, but I dig. I'm sure want to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I do like to win an argument, but I try to stay out of arguments. But it, we're we're manifesting how complicated this, this is. is, and all we want to do right, is love right, Jesus right. and love people. Yeah, how, no matter where they stand. But, why did why did it become so complicated for a girl to be a girl and a guy to be a guy and me to recognize a girl as a girl and a guy as a guy? Why is like uh, in my brain? Well, since you asked that, I'm going to give you the answer. Please, the devil messes with there people. There you go. See, simple, simple. Hey guys, I am your host John Westfall. <laughs> this is my co-host Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister, and we are so glad that you are joining us on this podcast and every podcast. And I will tell you, it has been wonderful. The outreach, the people that are reaching out and asking more questions, and actually will listen to a podcast and then have a question on top of that, and we will converse uh, through emails or messaging. And it's really been cool to watch the podcast grow and the mm-hmm. audience grow and the people grow. And now they're reaching out Listening with more and discussion. Responding. Yes. And we're responding to their response. It's a family. It is, man. We, and I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Screaming and, um, amen. Yeah. Don't forget, <clears throat> excuse me. Pastor Duke, go to his podcast. It's uh, Pastor Duke and on, on any podcast platform. And I want to give a shout out to Truth Unbound because Walter is blowing it up with the headlines and the Bible lines. Our trio of podcasters. Walter Swaim, John Westfall, and the Duke Meister. The Duke Meister, right? Hey, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And then we're going to jump into this and try to keep it contained uh, in one podcast, which we can do if I don't chase too many rabbits. Yeah, I can't let you do that. So with that, sir, pray. (laughs) Father in heaven, thank you for making clear what is uh, and so obvious, both in your word and in history and in science, um, what the facts are. Give us wisdom on how to stand. Stand strong, stand clean, but with a broken heart and a compassionate heart. Lord, we're not here to condemn people. We know that we're already condemned. We're here to lift up Jesus, to bring people to Christ so they can have forgiveness and everlasting life. Give us strength, give us wisdom. Bless those who seek you and help them to grow in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to... uh, Obviously, we're presenting the situation, which to us is the problem. And then we're going to give three themes, if you will, in the problem. And then we're going to give a solution at the end mm-hmm. and, uh, and then still leave it up to you on how you want to handle it. Because, and, and, and listen, this has hit and affected me personally as I, I think it has everybody in the world at this point, right? Because the whole world's gone woke. Pastor, pastoral care, this comes to me all the time. Small groups, it comes to our people all the time. A godly, faithful, professional, longtime nurse in our uh, congregation works at Albany Medical Center 
and this is in her face. She used the wrong pronoun. She's got like 15 patients in and out, all kinds of life and death situations. Yeah, you don't have time to think and if it's he's the, a she or she's yeah, a he. the gal in bed too. And just that little phrase, the gal in bed too, or she or her, got her in all kinds of trouble. And and she's a devout Christian woman. And she, the last thing she would ever want to do is offend the gal in the bed. And yet this just happens. You can't undo a lifetime of pronouns. Uh, uh, you can't undo what the history of Western civilization and pronouns in, in a matter of uh, uh, sitting at a class of gender uh, orientation. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, it's sad. And I, you know, our Lord told us that in the time of the end, things morally will be as Sodom and Gomorrah. This is part of that. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the pronouns of, of of a Sodom mindset. Yeah, I have a friend, David. I just I was talking to him um, a few days ago, last week, whatever it was. Anyway, he he was telling me that at his workplace, a person came in who is a guy transitioning to be a female, but wants to use the pronouns they and them so you're like how do you keep up with this i I don't even get it and so he referenced this person as uh female gender yeah well the visible the visible gender the visible gender yeah 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 you know that a five-year-old would see and call that person a girl exactly and so so he referenced her in that manner and the next day or that day later that day he was in the office in a meeting with the manager who was telling him you were wrong and he was like what what do you mean i was wrong well you called so and so you referenced so and so as a female and he was like i don't understand well they prefer the pronoun they or them this person wants to be called they or them and and he goes i still don't understand (laughs) because he's an older guy he's our age right he's up there with us and so the anyway they had this meeting and and then finally he understood through the meeting he didn't get in trouble but afterwards he's like oh my goodness now more stress on the job because i can't look at what appears to be a female and call it a female because now I got to know if they want they or them and I got to keep all that separated too. And it just literally just keeps compounding and compounding and compounding on uh, uh, on the difficulty that it is. It's hard enough to live in life, but now we got to live with rules that, that don't even make sense. Yeah. And that have never been our whole life and all of a sudden you want them to be. Yeah. A scripture verse that comes to my mind is God is not the author of confusion. Yeah. Amen. And these people but but Satan is. And these people yes. these people are are of Satan. They are Satan's uh They've been uh, blinded by him. Well, because the Bible says that they're his children. Blinded by him. Uh, not born again of the spirit of God. You can't be walking in the spirit of darkness, Mm -hmm. walking in the spirit of confusion, Mm -hmm. and then walking in the spirit of attacking everybody who isn't in their camp. Yeah. You know, as a Christian, I don't want to attack anybody, but uh, I know that as I follow Christ, probably I will be attacked. Blessed are you when all men shall revile you. Speak the day, is, the day is the day is coming. The day is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just a matter of time. Um, so here's the thing, guys. The reason for this podcast is 
to point out the very fact that the obvious, the elephant in the room that uh, trans- transgenderisms presents Christians with a difficult choice or situation without question. And then it brings us to the question, uh, do Christians or should Christians use preferred pronouns even just to be polite or should believers make a point of not using those terms at all to avoid endorsing, uh, something that's untrue. And it's like, Oh my goodness, as Christians, what do we do with this? And if you're not a Christian listening to this podcast, you're an unbeliever, understand that we really, we are really trying to work through this and, to be as nice as we can to you if you're a transgender or to anyone because it's not our goal to offend. But if we're expected to believe a lie and now we have to make a decision, do we offend God, our God, or do we offend the person? And it really has put us in a predicament. We're not hateful. We're not bigots. We're not trying to be hurtful. But you've left us in a very, very difficult situation, and you want us to bend to you, and you refuse to bend to us. And I'm just here to say I'm not that flexible. Nobody calls me Gumby. That's yeah, all I, I, I can coexist, but I can't compromise. Right. And when you introduced to me this topic, the first thing that came to my mind is that we are in the arena of absolute Dude, truth. Coexist is a point. Because that's the truth. I can coexist, but I can't compromise. Yeah, I can love people that disagree with me, but I can't allow them to even begin to force me to agree with them. Right. Or or to say that I agree with them when I don't. That would be a lie. Well, why why is it it's okay for the world to force us to agree or, or, you know, to to bow down to these uh, lies? Mm -hmm. And and yet there's... because we're hateful and considerate, blah, 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 blah. But there's no consideration for them to allow us to have our opinion or our thought process. Yeah. We have to have theirs. They can't even see the opposite side. They don't want to exist. They want to complete control. Absolutely. And they want to destroy Mm -hmm. uh, that which uh, disagrees with them. And that's the spirit of Antichrist. And it's happening. Oh, my goodness. They're destroying this. So so as we look into the passage here, as we look into Scripture, as we look into this topic, uh, here's what we understand. There is no thou shalt or thou shalt not. Um, for the use of modern preferred pronouns in Scripture. <laughs> the position is clear. It's been made clear by God, by history, by science. And so mm-hmm. now how, how should we stand? Yeah, yeah. and right literally position. literally in that order, God, history, and science has made it very clear that it's he and she. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have the right position given to us by God. Now we're asking God for the right mm-hmm. disposition. Right. So as we look through the Scriptures... And we're going to weigh this out, right? So what are our guiding principles? What does Scripture say? How should this be? That's what we're going to look at, right? Because Christians need to be careful and respect, right? Uh, Respectful. And we have to understand that respect cannot extend to endorsing ideas that the Bible calls false. Mm -hmm. Our respect cannot extend to supporting a lie. Our respect cannot extend to people and give them a false sense of truth. We can't do that. We would be sinning against our God. The Bible says be kind to everyone. It doesn't say join their sin. It doesn't say 
uh, uh, applaud their sin, celebrate their sin. It just simply says be kind, which means we can disagree. We just can't do it hatefully. Amen. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. We cannot, as a Christian, give the appearance of endorsing sin or self-deception. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. And that's a touchy thing. We're trying to <laughs> try to get the <sighs> biblical guidelines yeah. for uh, right disposition. You know, this this disposition covers all kinds of issues, not just woke pronouns. Right. And and, and matter of fact, my my note said believers ought to tread lightly on any issue, any issue, any issue that touches on sensitive emotions. Yeah. Because our world is is operating on emotions right now. And and they run on emotions. And of course the scriptures say that uh emotions are to be our servant, not our master, not our master. And yet emotions are mastering everyone. And so it's, it's a false sense coming out of the gate. We're already uh, fighting the wrong. Remember when we heard a gal, uh, Pastor John bought lunch for this gal uh, randomly. <laughs> he went around her and paid the bill. And she said, you made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> we were shocked. It's like, we're just trying to make you happy. Yeah, but she still took the lunch. She did. She did. And and the ladies behind the counter wanted to claw her eyes out by attacking him. <laughs> yeah, right. Listen, here's what's really interesting, guys, is um, as a Christian, you should come to this conclusion. Preferred pronouns are simply not an option. Isaiah 520, and I, and I know people are like, I thought you didn't have a verse. Listen, there's a verse for everything. Isaiah 520, woe, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. This topic is part of the Christian walk in our day. Um, blessed are ye when all men shall revile you and right. speak evil against you falsely. Right. We take a simple, historic, Judeo-Christian moral stand, and uh, certain politicians, female politicians, would say, you're deplorable. You're unredeemable. Dude, did you hear the latest thing she called? Uh, we're talking about the Governor Hochul in New York called Christians and Conservatives Neanderthals. And even if you were born in New York, you don't belong in New York Told if you have that mentality. State. And after I vote against her in November, I'm going to <laughs> obey her and get out of the state. I'm going to pay my taxes. I elsewhere. can't get out. God has told me to die here in New York. He commanded me to be here 40 years, and I gave him 40 plus four and a half. And I'm leaving. But I'm going to come back for 12 weeks and hang out with this guy. We're going to keep on doing the podcast. We better. Yeah, we're married. We're podcast married. <laughs> so uh, no best around with other, other podcasters. That's know. right. That's right. And if you do, oh, I'll, I'll just have to throw pronouns on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, guys, here's the re- here's it's a real deal, ain't it? It I is. Mean, this, the, this, yeah. this is a battle. Yeah. Our listening audience, you know. You know, because you're, you're in it. Yeah. You're in it. Yeah. And, uh, and and that's, that's the thing, guys. As a Christian, here's what we're forced to deal with. Reality. Yeah. Reality. Preceded the woke movement, didn't it? And prior to the woke movement, their parents and grandparents lived in reality. Yeah. 
of of the woke people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going all the way back, and and here's what we've done: we have created a society that is weak and inept. Well, that's what happens when you depart the living God. When you turn away from well, the that's God. what happens when you just live in a life of lies. Turn unto fables. You're so deceived, you don't even understand truth when it slaps you in the face. The Bible says in the last <laughs> days there'll be teachers. Okay. Getting Johnny back in the saddle is a little difficult. I, I hit the funny bone sometimes. Oh, you're never going to hear what just got edited. But go ahead, brother. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> okay. Sometimes we get our tangs tangled up, don't we, Johnny? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. What I was trying to say is in the last days, there were, people would... <laughs> be heaping under themselves teachers having itching ears okay did i say it right you got it <laughs> it was hard oh, okay oh boy oh boy yeah we're uh just whew. one little syllable off can you can just get it all been, huh innocently it would have been rated r yeah uh you're never gonna hear it just just so you know okay but i'll leave the laughter in all right but people want to hear what they want to hear they irregardless of truth and even listen listen they don't even want to hear truth if it means their life truth by its very nature is confrontational it is yeah and and to me to to all of us and so we can't pad the truth yeah and and here's the reality is that using pronouns that imply something else is inaccurate and dishonest and hypocritical and a rejection of biblical ideas and, we can't and truth. We cannot do that. So there's three things that we need to consider when we're talking about pronouns, how we use them, if we're going to use them, when we use them. Uh, and it's not just pronouns, dude. This is this is truth on every level in every situation. Yeah. So it's not even pronouns now. It's, it's everything. Yeah, this topic is much broader than woke pronouns. It really is. So uh, the three things that we're going to consider here is number one, the first thing is uh, that we have respect for all persons. A lot of verses for this one. We have to have respect for everyone, right? Uh, even if we disagree about important issues, uh, we still, as believers, we have to act in gentleness and with respect. First Peter 3, 5, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. And here's the kicker with meekness and fear and meekness is not weakness no it is power under control Mm -hmm. and the fear is not oh i'm afraid it is reverence of god in this passage god and reverence for people who don't know god right right and uh are perhaps ready to attack us yeah it's not it's not fear isn't afraid it's literally proper respect if you will um and then we are to understand, excuse me, we are to understand that rebuke and condemnation, uh, they have their place. I mean, they do, because there are times where we have to rebuke people and we have to condemn them. And it's like, it's oh, part, of, we part of our calling, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all, all long suffering and yeah. doctrine. Yeah. And so Proverbs 27, 5 says this, open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed in other words it is better to openly rebuke someone than to give a false love and today rebuke is just viewed as negative and 
mean and nasty and hateful. And yet we rebuke, <laughs> we rebuke our children and our grandchildren hundreds of times a day because right. we, we love, them. love them. And without rebuke, right. they're going to be, right. they're going to be a mess. Oh, absolutely. And look, even as a pastor and I hear people do or say something and I'll approach them and I'm like, listen, that, that doesn't honor God. Uh, we're not going to do that no more. And as our pastor, I have the right as, as my children's father, I have the right not as your, right. as you as my friend and brother in Christ, not only the right, but we're commanded responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, uh, it's a loving thing, not a hateful thing. Satan rise right. woe unto them to say good is evil right. and evil is good. So I was, I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, Hey, listen, uh, uh, I would love to see you doing this, but here's my fear. And, and my fear is, um, your ability to show humility because sometimes, and, and, and this person was just very confident, you know, not, uh, and, but yet the person said to me, that's legit, right? That like that, which told me they received it. And now this such whole thing is going to be so much better because, uh, Number one, I had to say what I had to say, but because they received it so well, they'll always be aware of it. Yeah. Confidence is not always, it's not arrogance. No. But no. it's often called that. Right. And we have to be careful not to come across as arrogant. Mm -hmm. And and that's what we were talking about is, and, and the person's like, yeah, that's legit because I, um, I, I try happen. to, I try to def, diffuse a, a conflict by saying, hey, this isn't me against you. Mm -hmm. This has been a revelation from God to mankind. I, I've, I know what he said and I agree with him and he's the boss. He's the judge, not right, me. Right. And this might be news to you or new to you, or, or it might be an offense to you, but it's not me out to, to attack you. Yeah. It's me. I'll, I'll confront you, but confrontation is love. Well, so on Wednesday nights, I'm teaching through divorce because it was the next verse. Well, you just really steer away <laughs> from controversial things, don't you, John? <laughs> <laughs> and I set it up with, Hey guys, I didn't write this. God did. And I'm required to teach all doctrine. And so That's if right. you disagree with it, you take it up with God. I am the messenger, right? Like, don't get mad at me. And I, and then I say, now listen, if you get up and walk out, everybody's going to know who you are and <laughs> stay and pray, <laughs> stay and pray. But, but look, Titus one nine, right. That, that, rebuke and condemnation have its place. Titus one, nine holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine, both to exhort and convict those who contradict. We're, we're called to do exactly what we're doing on this podcast yeah. and we're called to do it in real life. And we're called to do it eye to eye. And we're going to talk about the eye to eye thing because man, I'm telling you, everybody has courage behind the mic and behind the keyboard. But when you look somebody in the eye, all of a sudden, uh, um, you're, you become weak in the groin. Yeah. Social media, uh, stars, uh, mm -hmm. they wimp out when yeah. you go to them face to face. Yeah. And just for the record, I don't care if I have a mic, a keyboard, or eye to eye. I should be the same. I'm going to say the same thing. Amen. I'm going to say the same thing. And I'm going to say it the same way. Same thing Friday night, same person Sunday morning. Just, uh, never Christ, been any different. Christ in us doesn't change. And you know what I realized is uh, the easiest person to be is myself. And then just. And then if you try to be anyone else, that would be a lie. And it's always a struggle. Yeah, and you're now you're a liar, right? So if you're a guy trying to be a girl, you're 
you're a lie. Praying for you. A girl trying to be a guy, you're a lie. Um, because it's, the truth is not in you. Any rate, here we go. Uh, so when a person is sincere and seeking, um, you know what? We're, we're going to extend mercy. We're going to make an adjustment. Jude 122 says this. And on some have compassion, making a distinction. And so, listen, there, there is an adjustment that we're going to make, but it's really pretty dependent upon how you approach me. If you approach me with uh, um, an attitude of attack, mm -hmm. my, I'm just automatic. And, and obviously, we all have to control ourselves, but uh, automatically, my defenses are up. Yeah. I don't want to be defensive, but nor do I want to be offensive. Right. I just want to stand with truth right. and love and never disagree with God and never lead somebody to believe something about God's word that's not true. Right. And so if you approach us or we are approached, um, we are, as Christians, we are to uh, evaluate the situation, evaluate the person, and then respond accordingly. And if they are truly inquiring because they really want to understand, then Jude 122 comes into play. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, you make the adjustment and you sit down and have a real conversation with these people. Now, some, some you can't. And that's why I say, if these people really are interested in having a real conversation, then you make that adjustment. You don't label judge and convict you have mercy and compassion. You know, I've been confronted and had this in my face at least probably 15 times in my ministry with people very close to me or very close to, to my, my people. And it's like, it's, there's that moment of tension. And I think in that moment, the Holy spirit will give discernment and say, Hey, I'm here to love you. I'm commanded mm -hmm. to love you, but I'm not commanded to agree with you. And you're commanded to love me. Mm -hmm. not necessary to agree with me. So love would have a conversation. And, um, if we disagree, God is the judge, not me, not right. you. And, uh, I've had some of the greatest talks that started out with in, in great in, uh, intensity, discomfort. And then it just comes like, down there's just a moment where yeah. all of a sudden the person in that camp realizes pastor Duke loves me. Pastor Duke's not trying to condemn me. He believes different from me, but he really cares about me. And then at that point I say, do you feel that, do you feel like I, do you feel that I love you? And I've had 15 people say, I know you love me. Right. And I say, well, okay. Now, and then all of a sudden the talk. adjustments made on both sides yeah. and it's good. Yeah. And that's the thing, guys, listen, um, no matter how you feel or what you choose as a Christian in about this topic or anything like it, uh, we are to handle everything we handle in a peaceable way. Romans 12, 18 says this, if it is possible, as much as depends on you live peaceably with all men. That means that you live peaceably with everyone until there is no other option. I can't control them, but the Holy Spirit can control me. Right. And I'm responsible for that. Right, right. Uh, that is a good way to put it. Because, uh, listen, here's what we have to remember. Without question, Romans 3.10 says all people are broken without Christ. Uh, Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And so everyone is broken somehow, some way. 
And we have to be aware of that so that we can deal with and handle this in a responsible manner that brings God glory and brings understanding to people. And if no understanding comes to people, we bring God glory and we are shown that we will not compromise. I tell him I love you because I do, but you clearly know that we're not on the same page on this topic. Right. And they, if they can't live with that, then, then I guess we're, we're separate apart and it's, it, our relationship is over. But, but, but at least respect me enough to go, ah, he didn't hurt me. He just doesn't agree with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like at least extend that respect yeah. to us. That's all we ask. And, and these many, many confrontations that I've had, they are for me, they've all turned out sweet. Yeah. And, and Everyone's let me, let me say sweet. this. When you're acting in gentleness, you're responding in kindness, you're responding in a godly, soft answer yeah, way soft like answer, you're talking. Way around, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Do not mistaken being kind and gentle as I have to agree with them and I have to join in on their lie because you don't. I'm telling you, listen, acting in gentleness and kindness does not require believers to lie, betray their conscience, or give a false sense of support. Romans 16, 17 through 20 says this. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. It's okay to walk away and have nothing to do with them. If what they believe is contrary to the doctrines of, of the scripture and what you know to be true, the Bible says, <laughs> avoid them. I was trying to make it clear in those tense conversations. I'm not trying to win an argument. Mm -hmm. I just uh, have a belief system that came from those scriptures through history and science confirms it and I have peace with it. I've lived it out. I have kids and grandkids and I'm happy. And I just want you to know what, what history and the scriptures say. Right. And, uh, or, or if nothing else, just know that I don't agree and why. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and, and then respect that. Right. I had, I had someone say, Oh, I, I, I didn't realize you would be so accepting. <laughs> and I said, Ooh, excuse me. That's not a word that I would choose. Right. I would use the word loving and understanding and caring and compassionate not accepting. not accepting. Yeah. And, and if we look at the scriptures here, right, because we're not required uh, and we cannot lie and, and betray our conscience and we can't give a false witness and a false sense of support. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm accepting. And then behind their back is like, we know we don't agree. Are you talking? No, no, we can't do that. That would be hypocritical. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, and that's why here in Romans 16, 17 through 20, and I'm going to read the whole passage and you're going to see what the Bible says. Now I urge you, brethren, note those, pay attention, that's note, right? Pay attention to those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine and avoid them. Here, verse 18, for those who are such, those people who are like that, the, the honestly, the woke culture, dude, let's be honest. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And so if these people say that they're a Christian, but they are supporting what God hates, they're not a Christian. They're serving their own belly. They're serving their own desires. And by smooth words and flattering speech, deceive the hearts of the simple. 
and the simple are those that are not that intelligent. Verse 19, for your obedience, has, does that mean if you've been, if you fall for this, you're a Christian and you fall for this, does that mean you're not intelligent? Yeah, that's actually what it means. <laughs> Verse 19, for your, <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't have said that. Verse 19, for your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. Do not complicate this, guys. This is what the verse says. It says what it says. It means what it says. We live it out. Just keep it simple uh, when it comes to evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. I think that's a very important scripture because there's demonic activity behind it. We're not just doing, uh, uh, oh, I disagree with somebody that I love. This is deep Demonic activity. That's what God said. So remember remember when we talked about, uh, and, I, and I don't mean to jump in, I'm sorry, but remember when we talked about, it's like, but... <laughs> No, I had completed my thought. Okay. Proceed. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, man. I love you. But I'm not that smart. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we're extended grace. (laughs) Um, But you remember when when I shared the story in in the podcast? I can't remember which one. You have to forgive me. But where the the lady was talking about how every day she had to clean the cobwebs, had to clean the cobwebs, had to clean the cobwebs, had to clean the cobwebs. And then one day God shows up and kills the spider. Now there's no more cobwebs to clean, right? That's why if you notice in verse 20, so he lays all this out with the people and the evil people and the woke people and all this stuff that's going on that go contrary to the word of God. And God's solution here in verse 20 is God of peace will crush Satan. That's the spider. Yeah. We're dealing with the cobwebs. Johnny. And God's going to kill the spider. You got another point. That's what I'm talking about right there. You're on a roll today, bro. Right, but help people. But that's the reality. Yeah. yeah. God, the scriptures went. Hey, here's all the cobwebs that that can get you entangled if you're not careful. And listen, don't get entangled in it. Clean it off your face. Which I hate cobwebs, man. I hate walking into a web. I do, right? Because it's like trying to get it off. And then, and then the solution isn't clean the cobwebs. Here in verse twenty, the solution is kill the spider, Mm -hmm. Satan. So important to realize the, the spiritual battle mm-hmm. that we're in, right. and it's in the last days right. where Satan is tightening his grip. Mm-hmm. The greatest deceptions come from the greatest deceiver. Yeah, and and again, listen, I'm not, and you're not. We are not. We're not trying to hurt anyone. We're trying to point out truth. And if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, and and you're dealing with pronouns, I'm just telling you. Verse 17, Romans chapter 16, verse 17 cannot be any clearer. I urge you, brethren, I urge you, Christian, pay attention or take note to those who cause divisions and offenses. If you're a female acting like a male and you are causing, you're stirring up strife to get people to believe a lie, you're, you're it. This is, this is the one you're, you're the one causing divisions and offenses. Why? Because all that is contrary to the word of God, contrary to doctrine, which you as a Christian says is true because the word of God is true. You avoid these people. You do not, you do not join and comfort them and help them to believe their lie. Yeah. Don't aid and abet them. 
Thank you. How about let's get our pronouns from an English teacher in eighth grade and not from a sociologist at uh, a woke university oh in 2022. Goodness, dude, I'm so crazy. Uh, all right. So anyway, second thing that we're going to talk about in this issue is dealing with personal relationships, right? And because the truth is, if I'm dealing with a stranger, I very well may deal with that stranger uh, different than I'll deal with a loved one. And of course, context determines it, like everything, you know, uh, um, our audience determines it. Like we really need to pay attention to the situation we're in. So how do we deal with personal relationships? Because that's the biggest issue, Duke, is you take a parent and they are absolutely against homosexuality, lesbianism, transgenderism, uh, wokeism. Like they're absolutely against all of this until their child comes out of the closet. And then all of a sudden, they're publicly supporting the lie. Why? Because they've allowed their love for their child or their loved one to be greater than their love for God. And that scripture comes to my mind. If we love um, father, mother, children, jobs, whatever, more than him, we're not worthy of the kingdom right, of God. Right. And well, how about Luke nine sixty two? The one who puts their hand to the plow and looks back is not yeah. fit for the kingdom of God. And and if you're listen, if you're looking back, you're that's obviously your life. Looking back at your life, trying to relive your life or whatever. But but look, if you're looking back to the world and supporting the world in a lie that completely spits in the face of God, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. The Bible says, "Boy, wish I didn't run into this so often, John." Well, and here's the problem: it's all that's in the world anymore. Yeah. It's everywhere. You can't help but to run into it. It's like being in a in a in a room full of mirrors. You just keep yeah. bouncing off the glass until sit here, there, everywhere. And if you don't find Jesus, you'll never get out of that house of mirrors. He is our deliverer, isn't he? Oh my goodness, man! Absolutely. I, every time I get into the arena of this battle, right? This is the pronoun part today. But I just go back to some that were in the homosexual community who embraced Christ, who came out of it, and they're so full of love, and they appreciate me sure. for confronting sure. them. And now they're living a wonderful heterosexual life, right. and they've chosen not to go that direction, even though they might have human impulses, that would, kind of, but they deny those impulses, yeah. and they walk biblically, and they have children, they have grandchildren. Well, I'll tell you their life. I'll That's tell you my who solace. I'll tell you who I really respect. I mean, obviously Christians and those who live and walk the truth. But I really respect the community, the the LGBT community that says, "Hey, this is this is the life I'm choosing." And you can live the life you choose. And we can still be friends and cordial with one another. And not hate everybody. Dude, I, I completely respect that. And I, I have some of those yeah, I have, in my I life. have some as well yeah. that, in that community yeah. who don't play the pronoun game. Mm -hmm. they're, they're good with uh, yeah. traditional pronouns. Yeah. And, and I got some that go, hey, you believe what you believe, I believe what I believe. And we both go, yeah, so let's just get along. Yeah, buy you lunch. Yeah, and I have. It's, yeah, it's because, it, well, why wouldn't I, right? And uh, so listen, I understand this too, that the circumstance does not alter what's right or wrong, but the circumstance may influence how we handle it.
a little bit different when it's somebody up close that you that's have, right. in your life and you see them right. on a regular basis versus my dad would say a stranger from Pittsburgh. Right. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. This is part of Matthew 10, 16. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore be wise as serpents and harmless of dove, as doves. And so uh, how we handle this falls under this passage that we are to be wise as serpents, not get sucked into that world, but we're to be harmless of, as doves show the love of Christ. Isn't it amazing how Jesus just kind of sums it up yeah. so sweetly, so simply, so clearly. Mm-hmm. And then when, then when he gives us a commandment to take this position and this disposition, then he's there with us to make it happen. Right. And I've had those sacred moments where that person who I, I was sort of confronting got it. Right. And they didn't hate me back. That's a victory for them. Right. And, uh, well, just not hating us is a victory for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But if people are going to hate Jesus, they're going to hate us. They're going to hate us. And that's, that's a uh, badge uh, of honor for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I hate, hate. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and you do really, uh, and I do and, and God does. And, um, uh, it's just a shame that we're labeled as hateful if we just simply disagree. And yeah. so, the homophobe that they throw at my face just <sighs> breaks my heart. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. God, God uh, gives me grace and it's not true. Yeah. And so we understand that we have respect for everyone. We understand that when we deal with personal relationships, that it's going to change the way we engage, but not our position. And then we also understand that no matter what, we always speak truth. Truth. And so it doesn't matter what or where anyone else stands. What matters is you do not endorse, enable, and encourage lies. Well said. So referring to a person who is biologically male as she or her is in literal terms to say something untrue. And so we can't lie. Um, what do we do? Well, uh, worse when it comes to an issue, uh, such as transgenderism, right? Uh, using preferred pronouns can be construed as enabling or endorsing a harmful unbiblical situation. And we can't do that. And so from a spiritual and scriptural standpoint, the, the literal intent behind preferred pronouns is unbiblical. We cannot we can't even entertain that men are not women and women are not men. Mm-hmm. True believers. And I'm, I'm going to prove my point here. Okay. True believers, true Christians. That means that you really have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. He really is your savior. You really do believe he's the only way to heaven. You actually believe every word of the Bible is true. And you are living proof of 2 Corinthians 5.17. All things have passed away. Behold, all all things things become become new. new. And you are not what you were. You are now a child of God. With all of that being said, because that... 
There has to be a clarification. Biblical qualification to identify a Christian. Not everybody who says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall we shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will. Doing the That's will right. of God does not make us a Christian. It, it does prove it shows we that are. we are a Christian. James, James says, you want to know my faith? You want to know what I believe? Watch what I do. I'll show you my I will faith show you. by my works. Yeah. So true believers would not pretend other faiths offer salvation. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so a true believer would never offer a different way to heaven. True believers would not pretend other gods are real. 1 John 4, 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And so true believers would never pretend other gods are real, and true believers would not, would not, um, believe something sinful is morally right. Isaiah 520, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. And so, you know, true believers would not offer another way to heaven, would not say other gods are real and would not accept uh, something that's sinful to be morally right. And so why are believers accepting homosexuality, lesbianism, transgenderism, uh, this whole woke agenda? Why are you accepting that when you would never accept anything else that went contrary to scriptures. Yes, abs- uh, truth by its very nature is absolute, not relative. Yeah. And we're living in a world that has rejected absolute truth. And they say things like, well, that's your truth. No, no whoa, 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 wait. When you say that, you have no clue even what truth right. by definition right. is. Well, how about this? How about this? Well, that's your truth, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not extending me the grace to have my truth, but you want me to extend you the grace to have your truth. They're, they don't believe in absolute truth, and they absolutely believe that. Believe that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and you can't have absolute truth, right. but I do. I, but there is no such thing, but that's how I that's how I handle it. And it's like they lose the argument. But right. I'm like, I'm not even trying to win an argument. I'm just trying to stand. Right. You're going to stand before God someday. I'm a warner. God has called me to be a watchman on the wall. I'm to right. warn people. And they don't like to hear it. Right. They don't want to hear that the enemy's coming in like a flood. They'd rather just, just tell me all's well over the wall. I know. But there's an enemy coming in. The world is on a cataclysmic uh, course towards the rise of an antichrist, a world dictator, uh, a a redeemer named Jesus is coming again, and we are either ready or we're not. not. And I want people to To be be ready. ready. Yeah, here's the bottom line. Um, It's immoral to enable the basic premise behind the use of preferred pronouns. Yeah. It's immoral. It's immoral. To enable the basic premise behind the use of preferred pronouns. It's immoral. We're not going there. Ungodly. Wrong on every level. And this is why all believers in all circumstances should never give the impression of accepting preferred pronouns. Amen. It's just wrong. Just smile, be sweet, and say, 
Yeah. No can go there. Exactly. You know, one of the interesting things that we find in Scripture is we see Christ is merciful and loving, right? We see that he was merciful and loving with the adulterous woman in John chapter 8, verses 10 through 11, and or, or John chapter 8. And then we see the, the woman at the well, uh, John chapter 4, uh, we see that, right? But even then, he never gave mixed signals about their sin. As You've a ma- had five husbands. The man you're living with is not, not your, your husband. husband. So he was very clear on yeah. truth, but he did it in the spirit of love. Yeah. And she received it. She got saved, goes into the town, half the, half the town gets and told saved. Her, yeah, right? And then the woman that was caught in adultery, he said, who here condemns you? And she says, no one, because she looks around and everybody's gone. And he goes, neither do I condemn you. Now, go, go and sin no, no more. more. See, he didn't, he didn't accept their sin. He showed them grace, mercy, and love. But, but he, he didn't compromise. He never compromised, and he never gave them the idea that what they were doing was okay. Yeah. Sin is sin, but there's grace. Yep. That can, and forgiveness that can fix the sin problem. And if we're going to be Christ-like, we show mercy, grace, love, but we never give mixed signals that sin is okay, ever. So as a believer, our primary mission is obviously always to win people to Jesus. That, that's what we want to do. That's our goal. That's our direction. That's our desire, right? And the scriptures tell us to do that. And part of reaching them is sharing the love of Christ. And we see through scripture throughout. I mean, I can give you a ton of scripture here that I have in notes, but for sake of time, I'm not going to do that. And I, I will tell you this, as, un, uh, as unfair and inappropriate as it might be for someone to demand other people use words they prefer, unbelievers cannot be expected to think and feel like believers. Mm-hmm. So we have to extend some grace, right? First Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually ignorant, spiritually lacking, spiritually discerned, anything like that. And and so what do we have to do? We have to we have to have that mercy and patience and kindness that Jesus displayed to the woman at the well and that he uh, displayed to the adulterous woman. We have to have that, but we can never compromise or give someone the false or fake idea that we agree with them. And so conceding the use of preferred pronouns is not an option, but some Christians would think it is because they think it's a form of going the extra mile. Well, if I'm going to win them, I got to join them. And Paul joined them. I don't think Paul joined them. No, Paul said, I'm not going to offend your culture, but I'm going to tell you the truth. And so when it says that Paul became all things to all men, that he might not offend some, what he's saying is, hey, you know what? If you have, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if you eat your chicken with hot sauce, I'm not going to offend that. You go ahead and eat your chicken with hot sauce. And I might even join in on you eating your chicken with hot sauce because I'm not trying to blow your culture up, but I, you need to know the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, that, like that's what the passage means. I would just like to exhort our listeners because you, you, you're going to face this. And uh, I just pray for wisdom ahead of time. And I, I hope that you will have that opportunity in, in that moment of discomfort. And you've just determined that I'm going to stand 
God, let me stand with love, with truth, with balance, with compassion. And I long that you would have that experience. Like I've had 15 times mm-hmm. that it's like that, that person that is in that community, they clearly know where you stand right. and they know you love them. And that's all we're called to do. Right. I can't change anybody, but I, I have confronted I, I've never compromised on this ever, and that I have, can't. A lot, I have a lot of people in that community that uh, have said uh, wonderful things about me. Yeah, and they know that I disagree with them, but they they uh, it's just it's just that that cutting edge of our time. Um, it will be a Sodom. Oh my god! They're going to falsely accuse you, <laughs> right. and they're going to name call you. It's amazing. They have the right to name call us, but we and we're not even trying to name call them. <laughs> we just, if we did, we, we just don't can't have the right even, to. Yeah, we just can't even disagree. So let me give you a solution to all of this, right? Options. What are our options? Well, options are names versus pronouns. Ooh, that's good, Johnny. Names Another versus pronouns. There, Dude, point. that's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm Gathering them up, right? <laughs> Listen, personal names are different from personal pronouns. Yeah. So uh, let me give you the definition of names, if you will. Names are an indication of which particular person, place, or thing is being discussed. Pronouns imply what that person, place, or thing is. And so if we're going to use names, so listen, if, 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 if John wants to be Joni... <laughs> Right. Okay. I, I don't have to agree with that, but there's so many things in my culture I don't agree with now. I all right, I'll go with the name. Because then at least I'm not compromising truth. Right? If because that's like that's like uh how many guys do you know in your realm of friendships or just that you know where uh their name is for example, my father in law. His real name is Earl, but his whole life he's went by Bud. I've always gone by Duke. Do you know my real name? Actually, I do, but for some reason I can't remember <laughs> it right now. What is your real name? My real name. <clears throat> Go is ahead. Durward. That's D-U-R-W-A-R-D. what it is. Durward. W A R D. Not Wood. Durwood. Durward. I was still a little offended at my. Yeah, but but you're like you're like you're like the third or fourth Durward. No, my parents were dumber than that. I'm the first. Were you? Yeah. I thought you got that from like your grandfather. My grandmother or... read a book, and this guy was in a love. That's novel. what it was. Your grandmother. She actually <laughs> named my dad Clarence Durward, and his dad's and my grandfather said, "That's crazy. His name shall be called Duke." <laughs> so my dad was Duke, but not legally. Then they had to keep the Hungarian tradition, name the firstborn son me after my dad. So they had Clarence or Durward. They chose Durward. My dad said, no way. His name shall be called Duke. Duke. But on all the legal documents, it's Durward. It's Durward. Durward. That was fighting words. Durward. There were fights every year on the playground. Over right? That. So, that so was terrible. Right. Now, think about but it's this. Not, you're not sinning by calling me my preferred name. Right. And I'll, if somebody, if their name is Mike and they want to call themselves Susie. Susie. Okay, Susie. But... Susie, I'm not going to use a, a, I'm going to use the pronoun Mm -hmm. that I, that I see from your birth certificate. Well, here's, well, and here's the point. Forget the pronoun. Just use their name. Just use their name. That's, I, 
Thank you, John. You settled the issue for that, me. And that's the whole, that's the whole that's thing. So wise. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's what I'm talking about, guys. Not listen, offensive. And we're not trying to. Listen, and I know some people will go, "Well, if I use their preferred name, that's still agreeing with their decision." Nah, you know what? I'm going to call you Duke because that's your preference. And Durward is, yeah, I'm going to let it go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right, but what have I done? I have listen. I have avoided fighting. I have avoided disruption. I have avoided everything, and I'm not ungodly. And if their preference, listen, if your preference is Duke over Durwood, go with it. And you can say, well, that's still a guy's name, and he's a well. Listen, if you're Susie and and you, I, I don't, I don't care because I have this option now how I'm going to choose to engage, and I'm choosing to engage with your name preference because that's how you want to. Uh, be identified or that's who you want to be identified as not your pronoun which implies you're something you're not yeah spot on john it just clears it up i think why did you tell me that 10 years ago i, right. I could have avoided so much so listen christians should weigh a reasonable need to contend for truth that's what we're told in jude 1 3 with a command uh to accommodating to others when appropriate we find that in Matthew 5, 41. And so, listen, guys, uh, if you want your name to be different, I'll go by your name. I will not go by a lying pronoun. pronoun. Yeah, yeah, false pronoun, right? Life is complicated, guys. Human sin has crushed society and all of the world is fallen romans 5 12 therefore just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all have sinned sin by its nature confuses and complicates everything it confuses and complicates what god has made clear romans 1 21 and 22 because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts uh, were darkened. darkened. Verse 22, professing to be wise, they became fools. And so we see through Scripture that sin confuses and complicates what God has made clear why well if you're a child of satan the bible says if you don't know god you're a child of satan you're going to muddy the waters that god wants you to drink from and the works of your father you'll do the thoughts of your father you'll think yeah and so listen it's unfortunate i know the issues of using preferred pronouns create difficult choices for christians and while we follow Christ and we're supposed to follow Christ and we're supposed to be loving and caring and peaceable, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we see that it's important or more important to obey God rather than man. We see that in Acts 5, uh, 29. And that includes speaking truth in love. Ephesians 4, uh, 15 says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head of Christ. And so the reality is if we're going to win people, we still got to speak truth in love. We just don't have to cater to the lie pretending is truth. And so we have to make those adjustments. And I'm going to tell you this, we should never shrink from the controversy for the sake of the comfort. Mm. Another point, John. We should That's never, excellent. never shrink from controversy for the sake of comfort. comfort. 
Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. First Thessalonians 5, 21, test all things, hold fast what is good. And we know what is good is God. You know, that comfort there would have been compromise. It would have been false comfort. It would have been a lie. And in the end, someday when people stand before God, find out his word is true, they'll wish they'd have listened to us. Absolutely. Hey, guys, listen, life is tough. Things are tough. This Welcome to fall, the battle. Yeah, this <laughs> fallen world seems to be kicking our behind. Yeah. But I'm going to say this. We know who wins. We know who wins. We also know who we need to honor Amen. if we love Jesus. That is our primary goal. Secondary is to win the lost and never allow secondary be, to become the primary by compromising any of the primary. So when the balance of those concerns land in our lap, um, it's up to each believer on how they're gonna handle it. And I pray, pray, pray that you pray and that you carefully consider all your options with the first being honoring God. Hey, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, like, share, follow, subscribe. And until next week, God bless.